When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hola. Bonjour. Ni hao. Hello. Welcome to the Normal Not Normal podcast with myself, James Phelps. And I'm Oliver Phelps. And guys, thank you so much for joining us. And as is now coming the tradition in this series, this week's episode is the listener participation episode. So thank you so much for everyone who's been sending in your stories. There was literally loads and loads and loads so if we didn't get to yours this week um do not fret we will still keep them in the archives to dive into them another time uh but obviously we've got a limited time scale here but thank you so much for everyone who did get involved uh but today we have some very great stories some questions and some very good did you knows as well very much so so thank you very much for sending them all in this week yes and uh by the way before we start i would like to issue a apology to something I said in last week's episode. Now, you may be thinking, Oliver, what could you be apologising for? You are just a fountain of truth. Uh, well, it turns out um, I said something which offended a, a dear lady in my life, my mum. She wasn't very happy that I'm insinuated that James and I always dress the same when we didn't. And uh, it just goes to show you're never too old from a ticking off from your mother. So big sorry there to Mummy Phelps. Rightly so. <laughs> Rightly so, I have to say. <laughs> we all know I'm the favourite. Let's crack on with our first story time this week. Yes, let's do that. So this story time comes from Luca and she says, So a few years ago, I was on a family trip to Florida with my parents and my sister. Now, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So the main thing I wanted to do was visit the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios Orlando. And my dad promised we could go. And I was very excited. We spent a few days in Florida and then finally the day came where we were ready to go to Universal Studios. We headed off in the car and I was so hyped that I didn't even realise that my dad had no idea where he was going. So after a few hours of driving, we stopped. At that point, I was very confused because it did not look like Universal Studios at all. My dad turned around and said, well, this is it. My sister and I looked at each other with worry and said, Dad, this is definitely not the right place. Then my dad looked through the car window and pointed at a side that said, Harry Harris Park. Yep, he really thought that he has taken us to Harry Potter World, but instead we ended up at a beach. I was devastated and so mad at my dad for being so clueless. By then it was pretty late, so we just went back to our hotel. I cried a lot that day. But looking back at it now, I just have to laugh. And I hope you guys do too. Well, it's very nice, Luca, that you can uh, share some humour with not only myself, James, and no doubt countless other people listening to that right now and just thinking, gutted. That is, so, that, that is a story where you don't want to laugh because you feel so bad. But, Luca, I'm afraid I am smiling. It's very funny. Oh, dear. Well, I hope you've had fun looking at Harry Harris Park at Key Largo there in Florida. So much so, we decided to go on a little TripAdvisor search to see what the reviews are for Harry Harris Park. And um, 
they're quite mixed. There's a bit of a mixed one there. I was trying to look for one saying this is not the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but I couldn't see anything like there. But they range from everything from um, quite a nice little beach and park area, a few nice picnic tables and a bit of shade and stuff like that, to all the way down to, and I, I, I like to think that Tom S. from Homestead, Florida, is, um, is trying not to generalise here, but the title of his review said, Overcrowded and Trash Everywhere from Miami People. <laughs> Do you think they just had like the University of Miami t-shirts on the whole time and left only things with Miami on it? Luca, thank you so much for sharing that story and we hope you make it to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter one day. No, James, I was going to ask, do you have any stories about anything like that where you've maybe gone to the wrong place or you've gone somewhere and it hasn't quite turned out for the best? My biggest one I can think of was when, I think that was in Florida, yeah, that was in Florida, we went to I went to a golf course which I can't remember the name of it now, but it was meant to be the best kept secret in golf in Florida. And mm. someone had told me about it. And I got there and there was a reason it was a secret golf course in Florida because it was rubbish. It was it was so like the even the gators looked depressed. You know in Florida when you're playing and there's like alligators just chilling out by the side, even they looked depressed. So that was quite a, a sad moment in um, my traveling experience. How about you? Well, I was going to say, can you remember when we were kids and we went on as a surprise to Alton Towers theme park? And it but rained, it was, didn't it? But it was raining. Yeah, but that was so a good we... day. That ended up being a good day. <laughs> I just I, remember I sitting in the car park. Day. I remember sitting in the car park pleading that we could go inside. And then luckily we did. But I remember the rain even to this day. Like we, didn't the go, no, we didn't go in. We got there and it was teeming with rain and my mum and dad rightly said, do you really want to go in? Because although we really, really wanted to go to the theme park, we were going to be miserable the whole time because it was proper rain. So we ended up going to see the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I think so anyway. I remember though we did go a couple of weeks later when it was dry. Yes. I forgot I forgot when to see the, Mighty, the Power Rangers movie. Never understood why they made Goldar like a computer-generated figure. Anyway, I digress. James, have we got a next story coming on? We do. So our next story is from Ali. And Ali says, Hi, James and Oliver. Your discussions on what normal means to me have really resonated because my sense of normal is pretty weird. My family has owned a commercial toilet paper company for the past 104 years. I could tell <laughs> toilet paper stories for days. But there are a couple that stand out. Number one. Growing up, my mum, the fearless CEO, or as she calls herself, the toilet paper queen, used to make us go to the bathroom at every public venue to see if they stocked our toilet paper. And when the place did, we would all cheer really loudly. Now, you can imagine how it, people started to look at us when we celebrated with someone running and returning from the bathroom very cheery. I mean, what do you think if you were waiting in line you heard that coming? <laughs> You wouldn't go in there, would you? And number two, when I worked for the company, I remember being in a meeting where we discussed taking on a new line of toilet paper. Everyone was very serious and they started rubbing the toilet paper against their faces to, I guess, to sense the softness and all that kind of stuff. But no one even cracked a smiling doing this process. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Ali. I never, you know, things that you never even think about. But I wonder if every bit of toilet paper in the world, someone has gone like, oh, that's soft. Would no, I wonder, I'm, I'm intrigued as to which toilet paper dynasty Ali is referring to. 
I mean, it's dynasty. pretty epic. Wouldn't it be a dynasty? Well, shouldn't it be dynasty. part of it? Dynasty, we're English. I'm trying to think. Well, I'm trying to think, right, what family of lineage Ali is talking about here, like toilet paper. Her mum refers to herself as the toilet paper queen. Do you think that they ever well, make, like... Do you, ever, do, you, do you ever think that she ever makes a crown out of, like, toilet paper rolls? I'd hope like so. toilet rolls. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Or a scepter made of it. Anyway, Ali, thank you very much for sharing that story with us. That was very, very funny. And I'll, well, I'll, I'll always think of if you're having a strange business meeting, that is definitely up there. Can you remember when you won a year's supply of toilet paper at a golf event? I do. That was very good fun, actually. Interesting facts. Yeah. Interesting facts. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> the next, as we uh, t- take this conversation to a different level, away from toilet paper, I've got to be honest, I didn't think we would ever be talking about toilet paper on this podcast but as Ali said that is her normal and we're all loving it so anyway the next one is from Rebecca who is from China and she says my friends and I are from China and are currently studying for a master's degree taught in English but based in Poland no none of us can speak Polish and need to use the translation machine to help us last week we were cooking dinner at a friend's house I asked if I could use some olive oil but when I poured it into the water It didn't float on the surface like oil. Instead, it dissolved into the water. Plus, it had a strange, sour smell. Now, this clearly wasn't oil. I checked the Polish text on the water on the bottle with the translator, and it was, in fact, a bottle of white wine vinegar. My friends had been using it instead of oil for the past month. My friend couldn't believe it that she had done such a stupid thing and that we had to comfort her by telling her that at least she'd been eating very healthily. All in all, it was very funny. And being the nice friends they are, she says, we brought her the right oil the next day and she now no longer fries her vegetables in vinegar. (laughs) Wow. I wonder if she was was poaching eggs with oil and not white wine vinegar. Well, she didn't didn't have any oil in general. I mean, if you think how much how much more you use oil than you do white wine vinegar, that well, there you go. Uh, hopefully, as well, if that's the case, then I'd like to think that Rebecca has now learned the Polish for oil and white wine vinegar. So she's starting yeah. to learn Polish as well. Very good. But uh, Rebecca, thank you very much for your message, and also best of luck with your master's degree. I hope it goes very very well. Here, here, Oliver. Do you have any language barrier disaster stories? Um. Not really like disaster stories, but in terms of like a language barrier and, you know, like food or something like that. Now, there's one thing that I've realised in my age uh, is that obviously when you go places and people speak English to you, they say it with an accent. As in like they'll say they'll, wherever they're from, they'll say they're in, they'll, they'll speak English. You can you can understand it, but obviously they pronounce certain words differently or because their their grammar doesn't have a certain letter in it type thing. Um Anyway, we were in, uh, I was, I was like, near Germany once and I went to a station where I could get some food and there was literally three or four things on the menu you could have. There was curry verse, there was a sandwich, there was I think some schnitzel and some soup, right? So I just said, could I please have the curry verse? Well, I didn't even say that. I just smiled and said, curry verse, please. And the lady looked at me and was like, What? So I slowed it down and tried to put a bit of an accent on it and said, uh, curry verse. And again, she looked at me like, what? So I went even slower and said, curry verse. 
the man next to me suddenly cut in and said, I'll order for you. Said it. And I swear he just said curry verse. And she said, oh, okay. And it looks at me like, why didn't you know that? I thought, there, there isn't that many differences to curry, especially when the actual word is curry verse. And it's, I'm not asking for anything else what's there. Or do you think that person was just being a bit awkward? Probably a bit of both, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I remember when we were in Norway and my pal was with me and he was, <laughs> he was trying to say thank you. And thank you in Norwegian is tuck. And but he was saying tuck. Can't see much difference there. However, in Norwegian, a longer tuck means roof or ceiling. So he was saying to the lady, ceiling, ceiling. That always makes me giggle. But going on now, we're moving on to our questions. This story time leads into a question, and it's from Annika in Norway. Tak, Annika. When I was in sixth grade, I was at a friend's house and we had this brilliant idea to do flips on the sofa. Let's face it, who hasn't at that age? I banged my head against the windowsill and got a thin scar on my forehead that looks a lot like the Harry Potter scar, which I get told about a lot by friends and family. So when I look in the mirror, my Harry Potter scar reminds me not to jump on the sofa. Thank you very much for making my day with your podcast. And I have to ask... Do you have any injuries that you'd like to tell us about? So, uh, Annika, great question. Um, I have a couple of scars, actually. So I've got one in the middle of my head where I fell over as a little boy and banged it. And I've got another one on my eyebrow, which, again, I fell over in the playground as a little boy and had to have stitches. But I was a very brave boy. And I remember getting a uh, Ghostbusters Ecto-1 toy because I was such a brave little lad. All the things. I've got a lump on the back of my head where I fell out of a tree. Um, scar on my knee where I fell where I was running. Um, my shoulder doesn't work completely correctly um, from skiing. Uh, yeah, a couple of a couple of injuries. Oliver, do you? Uh, are you finished? <laughs> Gosh, the, well, we're going to get through your medical wound. history. My word. Yeah, I am really, I'm trying to think. But I, that's, well, there you go. My a little lump on the back of my head always reminds me: don't climb a tree whilst thinking that you're being safe by wrapping a. I, <laughs> I basically had a skipping jump rope around my waist and decided if I climbed that way, like around the tree instead of just straight up, then if I fall, then a, a, something will stop me. But in fact, it just seemed to whip me around even more. I remember that day because you actually fell down, landing on a hard ornament on the floor, and having watched a rescue program on the TV a couple of days before where they were talking about compression on the wound, I remember just grinding your head into the floor, making sure yeah. there was a lot of pressure on the back of your head to keep it's the really, blood in. And the doctor, really said, the doctor said, well done, well done. Mm, I remember that. Uh, in terms of scars or anything like that for me, I haven't really got any. I've got like a small one on my wrist, which was from wearing a bracelet. Um, and it had like a little metal clasp on it. And going to a rock club and getting in a mosh pit and someone knocked into it, which the like little clasp thing cut into my skin. And then next thing you know, there's blood everywhere. Mm. That's another one I broke my nose in a mosh pit, actually. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Anyway. Anyways, anyway, Annika, thank you very, very much for your message and, uh, and your incredible Harry Potter scar. Yes, and if anyone's listening, 
take Annika's advice. Don't try and do somersaults off your sofa. Do it off your bed. There's more landing space. Do it off your bed. Yeah, or someone else's house. Anyway, uh, um, the next question is from Ariana. And she says, did Julie Walters purposely mix you guys up at the start of the first Harry Potter movie? Or did she actually forget who is who? Um, I'm pretty sure that was in the script. It was in the script. But even if uh, Julie did get us mixed up to start with, I'll let her off because that was literally the first day we ever met her, wasn't it, on the platform? Yeah. Um, all the Weasleys were very good at never getting us mixed up. Yeah, it was It was quite funny how yeah, that, good like that. See, it was like the family click happened very, very instantly. Oh, yeah. And now the next question has been sent in by Matty. And Matty sent it as a voice note. Hi, James and Oliver. My name is Matty. I was wondering if you were superstitious or not, because I know that ever since I was little, I have always, always been very, very superstitious, and it all started one day I was at my grandma's house, and my dad was helping my grandma do work on her roof, and he had a ladder, and I walked under it, and the next thing you know, two seconds later, I trip and fall, scrape my knee, and I fall in a muddy puddle. And that was right after I walked under the ladder. So that kind of made me be like, oh, let me avoid going under ladders. And my whole life, I've kind of been cautious. I've never broken a mirror. I've always tried not to. So that's my question, if you ever get superstitious or not. Have a good day, guys. Thank you, Matty. That was a really good story. And before we get on to the rest of the points... I'm so happy to hear that when I heard, when you started off by saying your dad was on a roof at your grandma's house and you walked under the ladder, I was so worried that you were going to say that he fell off it because you walked under it or you knocked the ladder off and he couldn't get off. Um, not that it makes your trip and fall into some mud any any better though. Um, yeah, that is that is a bit of a bad one. In terms of superstition, I kind of grew out of it, I think. I used to be, certainly when I was younger, but I think I got that more from my mum and... Like mum was always someone who was like, you know, don't cut your toenails on a is it Tuesday or a Friday. Tuesdays, Fridays, Sundays. Yeah. Uh, don't open an umbrella inside, which I suppose is just common sense. Walking under a ladder. Um, and then, then there were other extremes as well, which went on to, not this not, not from my mum, but other people I know who. So in England, uh, some of the, uh, like the phone line uh, manhole covers on the pavement are in threes. And I know people to this day who will walk around if they see three, three covers on the pavement. I don't know whether it's, I don't know whether it's superstition or just habit. But whenever I get on an aeroplane, I always look at the pamphlet with like the safety thing on. I'm not even paying attention to what's in the pamphlet at this point because it's all pretty much the same thing. Although they do vary from aircraft to aircraft. Um, but that's just my my thing when I get on a plane is that's that's what I do and we've been traveling a lot recently so I remembered that's that's kind of the the thing that I I I just do I don't know if it's a superstition or not um but I know people that so a guy I used to go to the football with he would walk he would have to walk the same way every day uh, sorry every game and there was a road sign which he would have to tap three times like it was it kind of put me on edge by the end of it I was like <laughs> I was like, mate, we're not winning anyway. Like, just try something different. So I, I, I think you find a lot of people doing things like that. Or if there's a cup final or, or your team makes it to the finals or whatever, they'll wear their lucky shirt or something like that. Yeah, I suppose there's some people who do get maybe subconsciously um, 
superstitious in certain times like that or you know they can't do a certain thing or like in soccer for example if there's a penalty shootout got to stay in the exact same position if whatever happened before that or or something like that I suppose can happen but yeah I don't know I, I know I know people who are very old and wise who are still superstitious about things but all I would say Matty whatever works for you matey we're going to move on to my favourite part of the show. Well, they're all my favourite parts of friends, but something which I especially enjoy, the Did You Knows. Yes, and this week's first Did You Know comes from a listener in China who unfortunately didn't include their name. So we'll say anonymous. Uh, anyway, it says, Did you know that because sloths live in humid environments, moss and other similar plants sometimes grow in their hair? Sloths also have poor eyesight. These two factors sometimes lead to a sloth grabbing their own arm, thinking it's a branch, and then falling out of their tree. <laughs> Do you reckon they fall really slowly? Like, oh no. I reckon they speed, like, they probably start going, ah. Like, you know, the, the eyes come up, pop out, I imagine. Mm. Very good. Thank you very much for your Did You Know? That was amazing. The next Did You Know is from Danielle in Australia. And. She says, my did you know is a fact about an entire species of bird that lived on a small island about 100 years ago. They were hunted to extinction in one year by a cat named Tibbles that belonged to the lighthouse keeper. Now, I did a bit of research on this, Daniel, and you are in fact correct. So the bird that was driven out of existence was the Stevens Island wren. And so what happened was that there's the the wren, the, the breed of bird. Um, this wren was not too distant or very, very like the New Zealand wren that we have today. And a lot like the kiwi and, and birds like that. Very, very small fit in the palm of your hand. Anyway, they all, uh, when the European settlers came to New Zealand, birds and um, disease and all things like that started dwindling the population down already. So they all migrated to this one little island, Stevens Island, which is where this lighthouse eventually came. So that's why they're only there. The cat came and uh, within a year, there we go. No more Stevens Island wrens. I mean, it says something not only for the cat, but also the lighthouse keeper. You thought he'd just get annoyed by seeing this many dead birds that his, his cat's been more. Well, no, the cat keep bringing, as, as from what I read, the cat brought them to him as like a gift. But yeah. I guess if that's your own, like the, the cat is your friend on the island. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, be a bit worried. Then what happens when all the birds are gone? Then it's going to look at you. I was going to say, what if he showed on the first day, he showed some interest in a bird and was just like, hello. And the cat thought, no, I'm not having this. But I did, but in, in research, and that's, thank you very much for that as well, Daniel. That was very, mm, very kind. Mm. Um, I did learn that apparently, did you know, the kiwi is on the endangered list. Is it? It is. So let's save our kiwis. I have to get our friend Emma on to talk about this. She's very good at all that kind of stuff. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. As we said, it's coming tradition now, the listener participation episode. So we keep it a little bit shorter than the uh, the normal interviewing uh, programmes, but hopefully it's brought a great big smile to your day. Thank you so much for all the, the input that everyone's had, not just the, the messages of um, support and just saying how much they like the podcast with the lovely reviews that you've been leaving, but also people who've been helping participate into the episode. Uh, so if you do wish to continue getting involved I suppose would be the right term keep sending your story times your questions your did you knows to the normal uh, email address which is normal not normal podcast at gmail.com that's normal not normal podcast at gmail.com and join us next week for the next episode of normal not normal
That's right. Next week, we're going to be speaking to a very, very exciting guest. So we're looking to share that with you next week. Until then, like I've said, please continue sending in your facts, your did you knows, your stories, your questions, all that. And thank you very much for making this such a fun time for us to read them. And also for you guys to listen. We can't thank you enough for all your support. So until then, guys, have an amazing week. See you next time. And um, goodbye. Choose. Normal Not Normal is a stable production. <laughs>